says heavy. On your marks, on your marks, get steady. Taking my time with it, just like Teddy. Speaking my mind with it, feel it on the levy. On the weekly, quantum speaks easy. Andrew connected the dots, and that's breezy. Show side, do flam dung, so come and see me. Feel it, red, you know that never be me. Take another look like the AR. You can listen to the trade or you see AR. Yeah, the content must go far. You can live with the team, cause we raise the bar. It's just as hard. Twitter and YouTube don't get barred. Trophies are coming, so we fix the scars. Only when the season, the season's at large. I can't be without you. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. It's the Shelfside Podcast. You guessed it, no yo's. That means we are shit. That is correct. Not us, the Shelfside Podcast, but Tottenham. You weren't expecting that, Kovna. How you doing? You need to allow it, man. Oh, you need to allow it, bruv. You need to... Oh, man. Oh. You need some warning. Bro, you know what, yeah. First of all, I hope you're well. Um, not bad, not bad. I hope well. you're well I'm too. Okay, man, I'm right. You know what? <coughs> oh, God. <Excuse coughs> you lost for words. Excuse me. I saw this on the, on the, on the Twitter feed. And completely agree with it. I feel like the last few years, at least for the past like five years, Tottenham has been a perpetual cycle of waiting for the season to finish. And they get excited about the new season. Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. And I then you that. want the season to be locked up again like 10 games before it's the end. And then you just want to look forward to the next one starting it. <laughs> and it's, it's actually torturous. But do you know what, yeah? It's true, bruv. These guys, these guys cannot hurt me no more, bruv. They really can't. They really can't hurt me. Nah, they can't. Tottenham can't hurt me, bruv. I am battle-hardened. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm built. I'm built to take disappointment, bruv. I am. I am. Whether that's a good thing or not, in time will tell. But, like, I, I follow, like, um, I follow other sports, right? As you know. Um, I, mm-hmm. I followed, I, I follow the San Antonio Spurs as my basketball team. Now, a lot of people have said over the years that San Antonio Spurs are really boring, right? Got no personality, bunch of robots. Like, their best players have all been like, just, let's be, let's be honest, but this, 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 <laughs> like, they're just like nerds, bro. They're just, they're just nerds. Thanks, just sure. No, Thanks, yeah, sure. no swag, nothing, bro. But you know what I love about them? They're a very well-run club. They're very well-run franchise, right? Over the time I've supported the Spurs, yeah. And bear in mind, I only supported them because they had the same name as Tottenham. That's the only reason I picked them. I've got no affiliation to Texas, San Antonio, none of it. But I see their team, yeah. Their their owner, R.C. Buford, 
like their GM, Greg Popovich, who I consider to be the greatest coach of all time. I know Phil Jackson's got more rings, but Phil Jackson had Shaq and Kobe and he had Mike and Pippin. I mean, whereas Pop has managed to regenerate success around new players, around new schemes, around new generations. And even though they've been absolute garbage for the past like three or four seasons, even when they're terrible, a glimmer of hope comes out of nowhere. When they were terrible first time rounds, they got David Robinson's Hall of Famer. Then they were terrible again, and they got Tim Duncan, Hall of Famer, arguably the best power forward of all time. And then they've been trashing in the doldrums for time, and now they've just uh, got the number one pick. Struggle. And it looks like they'd be crazy not to get Victor Wembanyama, who, look, I know you guys are not basketball fans, but he's like a generational talent. And I say all of this to say, they managed to get it right. Doesn't matter how, you don't have to wait that long, but they're going to come good, right? In the time, bear in mind, I've supported Tottenham for twice as long. I've supported Tottenham for at least twice as long, maybe three times as long, and I've supported Spurs. And in that time, <laughs> these guys have managed to mess up. Time and time and time again. And the, my biggest issue with their failures is that it feels structural. You can lose matches, man. Like Brentford, they're not they're not a terrible team. They can beat you at home. They can. Because we are in the most competitive league in the world. It can happen. It's just the fact that those losses are a projection of everything else that's happened at the club. No idea who the next manager is going to be. And anytime we get close to like a, a, a short list, someone else jumps in, someone else jumps out. No idea who our director of football is going to be. And anytime it comes like someone's going to come in, they're like, meh. Look at that person that this has been suggested. Has that person even done anything interesting? Anything interesting at all? Nah. I don't want our director of football to be like some kind of superstar. I, I want him to be somebody who no one really knows because, you know, he's either like, Really good at his job, stays out, stays out of the, the limelight, him or her. Or, they're just really, really good. People know their name, but they know nothing about them because, you know, they're quite a reserved character. Tottenham's failings on the pitch have for a long time felt like that, just that, failings on the pitch. Now those failures on the pitch are starting to seem like a reflection of the chaos, disorganisation and disarray that seems to be happening behind the scenes. Which makes you think that if they can't sort that stuff out, how are they supposed to sort out the stuff that's going on the pitch? Because the two things go hand in hand, man. And I understand everyone's screaming for Levy out, which is a nice idea. But he's not going anywhere. I mean, would you, would you give up Tottenham? Would you give up Tottenham for, 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 for pennies, on, pennies on the pound? You wouldn't. You would do that. Unless someone's going to come, someone's going to come up with an astronomical thing, it's not going to happen. So in the meantime, I just want, I don't want to see any more letters. I don't want to see any more program notes about Tottenham DNA and telling me about the football we're going to love and all that kind of shit. <laughs> just start doing stuff, bro. Start, start doing stuff. I'm very much of the... I'm very much of the mindset that it's a lot easier to critique than it is to create. So, I need them to get to a stage where they start looking like they're going to build something. Because even if it's wrong, 
at least you know it's wrong. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to get it right right away. Just start doing something. Because this inertia... <laughs> oh, my gosh. The inertia is killing me, man. The inertia is killing me. <laughs> That's inertia. the end of the podcast. Thank you very can much. I, can I just say... You... <laughs> <laughs> so, Kobna, <clears throat> well bloody said, my friend. Well bloody said. I... Unfortunately, this is not the NBA. Your team has struck gold in the San Antonio Spurs with this number one draft pick. Generational talent incoming. And you had a couple of those. And you mentioned, you forgot to mention Kawhi, by the way. Um, but We don't talk about Kawhi. We don't talk about Kawhi. We don't talk about the claw. We don't talk about the claw because he's gone. Okay. But Spurs have had Gareth Bell. They've had Harry Kane. One was bought, one was not drafted, but came through the youth ranks. I don't know if we're going to get another one of those come through shortly after the other departs. I think we're in such a disarray that we're actually eighth now. We could finish ninth. I don't think we can finish tenth. I think we, maybe we can finish tenth. But I think that is a reflection of where we actually are. I think fourth was actually... Um, a bit pumped up. We had some decent run of results, even though the football wasn't great. But I think 8th, ninth is probably where we are. We got beaten at home by Brentford. Yes, it is the Premier League club. No, you did mention that. It is. But the way Brentford beat us, we were all over them the first half, didn't take our chances. And the way they scored their first two goals, I didn't see the third goal, walked out. So, And I, I can't watch any football after that. So I didn't see the third goal, but certainly the first two goals by Embuemo, it was just far, far too easy. And Aston Villa, same thing. And other games, in Aston Villa game, we didn't even record. We recorded a zero XG. I think that's the first time in Premier League history a club has probably pulled... In the history! In the history! You went out here. You did not create a chance. (laughs) In the first half. And, 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 and another (laughs) bit of history we created or reclaimed this weekend, the first team in the Premier League to score 60 goals and concede 60, at least 60 goals in the same season. There's only one other club that's done it. I think it was 2000, 2006. And that was also Tottenham. So we're consistently crap on occasions. That's just terrible. That we're the only side to have done we also, it. And we, we've also, done it we twice. also did it. We also did a. We also did a nineties. We also did a nineties. Yeah, 90s. yeah, yeah. I, I, I can imagine we did in the nineties. Yeah, sorry. The, the football only started in the Premier League era '92, so that's that's the only time it started. <laughs> <laughs> but Kovna, I mean, I can't. I can't even say it better than you said it. It's very. It's very very dark. Like the atmosphere. On Saturday, they tried. The guys tried. It was the last home game, right? It was the last home game. Kane scores a worldie. And it's like you think, right, Brentford don't have Ivan Tony. Let's crack on, get a good result. Let's secure summer European football. We couldn't even do that. We, we couldn't even do that. Second half came and I don't know. The belly just dropped out. I, I don't understand... I do understand tactically why we conceded some of those goals. I do get it. But I, I think generally a whole mojo has just gone. 
And Mason is supposed to give us that bounce. Mason is supposed to be that local boy, um, club hero, all of that, young manager, can relate to the players, British, and get them going. And that's not even working. Why are we so soft? We have no underbelly. We concede and then that is it. I would like us to score first, concede, and then see if we can score again. But as soon as we concede, that's it. What's going on? I know we're in disarray, but from a footballing perspective, do these players not want it? Do these players feel like, well, the club's in a mess, we should be in a mess, or do they just not care? What's going on? What do you think? I know you've never given up on a football pitch, so why are they? Because I... I think it's. I, I think it's just symptomatic of the situation and the season we've had. We look at the system that we had under under Conte. It was very repetitive. Mentally, these guys switched off. I mean, in in the past, winning. Like I always say this: winning solves everything. So, in the past, when Conte has been repetitive at other clubs, it's come with success. And if it's come with success, then you feel like okay, I can jump on board. When we're still getting knocked out of cups and our realistic opportunities for silverware are going out the window, it makes it hard to remain motivated when you're doing the same things over and over again and you're practicing the same patterns and you're not seeing the same level of success. So, minds just start to go, start to wander and that caused content to be frustrated and I feel like the players didn't down tools. I don't think it's fair to say that because but they, but they, but they probably weren't applying themselves as they could do because we were going behind in a lot of games and fighting back. And people were like, oh, look at the fight back they have because, you know, they, they can't be giving up on the manager. Look at the way they're clawing back from defeats. But also part of that is professional pride, man. These are athletes. You have to be ridiculously competitive to reach that level, right? You yep. get players who are notably very talented, right, who didn't quite make it for whatever reason. But even to get to the point where they couldn't quite make it, they still had to be massively competitive and talented. To get to that stage. If it starts to peter out, it starts to peter out. But they have to have that, right? So I think that the competitive edge and that desire to win is probably what motivated them to get some of those, claw some of those results back. Under Stellini, it felt like more of the same, so that didn't work. We had a semi-bounce from Mason, but again, everyone knows, man, like, yeah, Mason's a nice guy, etc., but his inexperience... It just seems so prevalent, man. It it just seems so... He screams. He screams. Not even substitute teacher, but teacher trainee. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Teaching assistant. That's what, it's like... It's just not the same. And it's if you, com- you combine all of that to come into the end of the season... Yeah, bro. Because, and you combine all of that to, to come in towards the end of the season, it's a bit like, come on, man. Do you know what I mean? It's like... <clears throat> Has he blown his I just, chances? I just feel that at this stage... Yeah, yeah, he has, man. He has. He's got work to do, bro. He's got work to do. And there's no shame in that, man. There's no shame in that at all. Like, I remember when they tried to make up, oh, yeah, um, Ryan Mason's going to be a number two in his in Conte's test and Conte's um, coaching staff. Do you remember when they said he was going to be number yeah, two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then 2-2, I see this, this Stellini guy. So my guy was never number two. And even that is okay, bro. Even that is okay. It's, that's fine. That's fine. Like, not everyone is going to be uh, Nagelsmann not everyone's gonna like nail it from like a short playing career and like he just needs time and that's okay but right now 
we as a club don't have the time nor the patience, right? We've seen too many great talents come through the club and then leave to go and do things elsewhere. We're frustrated. We are the lowest of the big clubs, it feels like, in the league. And that's, that means that we just don't have the time or patience for the development of Ryan Mason. Look, he might be a going to be a great coach, but he's just not ready to be our manager. He clearly isn't. Do you see what I mean? Because he couldn't even maximise a manager bounce. I'm happy that he tried things. I'm happy that he's showing that he's he's learning from those people, but he's also showing that he's he's in a continual process. He's in a, a process that needs to continue in terms of his development as a coach, and that's fine. But I just don't want it to be at Tottenham because I want to start, you know, getting results. But I think his coaching. I think he has to go away from Tottenham in order to progress and develop he and does. get managerial opportunities. Real first team opportunities because he does. Yeah, yeah. I think so. The the Mason experiment is also over for now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 I and I hope I hope he manages to cut his teeth somewhere else and is free from the the crutch that would be Tottenham um, and sort it out. And I think in terms of us being soft. I think it's a combination of not caring at the moment and it being the end of the season with nothing to play for. I think those are the two things that have come into, come into play here because we've seen under the right stewardship, we've seen that kind of metal, like not, not seen kind of disappear, right? There were times where under, you know, AVB, people were like, oh, we were soft, we were getting banged by Liverpool 5-1 and all this kind of stuff also this was a dreadful period of time you know we got some had some dreadful results under under Tim, Tim Sherwood but then there were also other times where he showed real metal commitment right we I remember under under High Redknapp when there was talk about how we seemed to like fall away at one period of the season he seemed to address that right and there was talk about us being able to mix the steel and and creativity and we managed to do that under Martin Yo. Under Pochettino, I remember the first couple of seasons where they were like, you know, you Tottenham are just pressing too much and they fade away, they get too tired. And then like a couple of seasons later it was addressed and we could we went to we you know, went all the way to the end of the season with with Chelsea and we were banging like we were banging Leicester like seven two, like in the last couple of games of the season. So it's all about mentality. It's all about your your leadership. And that currently, whether we like it or not, we are rudderless. We have no leadership, and that's why it's manifesting itself as being uh, soft. I mean, I don't know if you've got an opinion on why we're so soft, but that's just kind of how I see it. No, to be fair, I think you've dressed it well. I, I do think tactically, um, Mason is lacking. Um, but I uh, that said, like you've mentioned, we've come back from positions all through the season and yeah we could be a little bit tired but no because there was rotation um and I just think there's no belly I think they've given up I think a bit like those boys down the road they just gave up so it's it's frustrating because the guys that went to Newcastle got a refund I want my refund for the whole season ticket to be honest with you right now because it's it's been it's been shocking. It's been very very shocking, and now I'm left in a dilemma whether to buy, renew my season ticket. And the thing is, as well, my godbrother goes right, and my godbrother, his brother, my other god godbrother, he is the reason why we started supporting Spurs. Imagine that, and he sits in the block next to me, and I was gonna 
link up with him and say, let's sit together. Let's either I'll move to his block, you come to my block. And, you know, we go to the games. And I asked him on, I saw him Saturday and I said, are you renewing? He said, yeah, of course. And I'm like, I haven't got that faith. Like, it's really been frustrating, jarring, taxing, all of those negative connotations. That's that's the way it's been this season. And this season, more than any other season, I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm getting old. I'm just becoming frustrated. If family life is, like, just more important and I can't be dealing with this shit, it's become very turgid, as you would like to say, Kobna. It's like, it's, it's a chore. It's a chore. Leaving my house to drive 15 minutes to go and park up, do my shanguli to get my parking, and then to watch a game where we're mildly competitive for a period of time, and then my son wanting to leave because he knows what's going to happen. And he's not even eight, and he knows the pattern already. Do you know it's it's, it's it's the son part, man. It's the son. It's your son part. That's been that's been a buzz me, bro. I'm just like at this age, yeah. You know, what? I saw after the after the Brentford game, I was out. Um, I took my uh, I took my my daughters out, and I saw so many little kids walking around in Tottenham kits, and I was like, <laughs> you are you are old enough, right? You are old enough to have been alive when we were like doing bits. But your memory's gonna start when we were like absolute pants again <laughs> and finishing ninth. Like, that is nuts. That is nuts. But I think in regards to the season ticket thing, right? I completely hear you. But I also feel like that could completely, could completely change depending on who the manager is. And this is why it's frustrating that you have to like decide when you have to renew and stuff. Meanwhile, there's no director of football, there's no manager. It's not fair. If, right, if we got, and we're gonna talk about our. our, our yeah, it's ridiculous. We're going to talk about our choices for for um, manager and stuff um, <clears throat> earlier on in the pod. But for me, if if someone I I believe in comes in, then I'm going to renew for two reasons. Like it's easy to to sell those tickets on the exchange, right? People are always wanting to to buy Tottenham fit tickets and to, to not lately because we've got a we've got a a, a fan base of sadomasochists. So. Um, you can you know decide what you think of that, but but there is an opportunity to do that, and also for you were you were there, you know what I mean you were there when things got got good, and that's what made you commit to like getting a season ticket, and even though the winning stuff isn't currently happening, the joy you get when things are good, you know there's nothing else like it, man. It's addictive, man. It's addictive when you go to the lane. And it's buzzes Andrew, and you come across, and you and you know, fine. If if Chelsea come, if Arsenal come, there's a bit of trepidation, there's a bit of a nervousness. You know what I mean? But you you're going to the lane to watch Man City, or you're going to watch, or you're going to watch, um, you're going to watch a Brentford, you're going to watch a West Ham, you're going to watch a, a Leicester, whoever, and your team do bits, play good football, that that ball is zipping across the grass, brother. And it's just it's it's beautiful, it's beautiful, and I'm telling you. It is darkest before the dawn. It always is. Good times around the corner, man. And I hope, I hope you are part of it and you can witness it because that's that 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 period of time you get on a Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon when you can go and watch those guys play and they do it. It makes the weekend worth it. When it when they don't, when they don't, it makes everything hard.
What they do, man? Listen, you know what I hope. Do you know what I hope? I hope somebody from Tottenham Hotspurs is listening to this. I hope they pay you £200,000 a year to go and become the head of PR <laughs> for them. <laughs> because the positive spin you've put on this season or just Tottenham fan life in general is worth that kind of money. They are a billion pound organisation. They need you at 200k a year. I know that might be too cheap for you, but you know, at least you can negotiate from there. <laughs> I can negotiate from there. Yeah, it's like it's one of those things though, man. If you don't laugh, you cry. Like honestly, when you talk to me about what it's like going with your with your with your kids and, and how they perceive it, that's the bit that like that gets me rough because Bro. it's hard, it's hard. You wanna bond with them over something, but should this be it? <laughs> Is this what you wanna bond over? This I tell my dad, I tell him honestly, after every match I chat to my dad, after every match I chat to my dad, I'm like, Listen, you've done a lot of good things for me, man. And I love you, I do. My dad, I love you, I respect you. But me being a Tottenham fan is largely because of you. He didn't push, he, didn't, he actually didn't push Tottenham on me, right? He didn't. He didn't. He didn't push Tottenham on me. I grew up in Tottenham. I was across the road from the stadium. Everyone who listens to the pod knows this. Like, I went to school across the stadium. But, like, the fact that he was also a Tottenham fan, there was camaraderie there. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're in the house, we're watching, we're watching matches together, all that kind of stuff. But just once, he could have whispered to me, so you know what? You'd have to do this, you know. He could have freed me, bro. He could have freed me. I didn't, I didn't know any better. He could have said, "Hey, who bought hey, you your first you kit?" Go follow this. Just go to whoever. My first kit was my first kit was actually bought for me by um, some friends from school. They bought me my first kit, and it was the uh, okay. the Thompson kit. You know the Kappa kit, the skin tight one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the first kit I Simon ever got. Simon Davies kit, yeah. Uh, yeah Jimmy yeah, Defoe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it, it is, it is frustrating. But let's, uh, let's, let's move on from this, this uh, sentimental quagmire that is Tottenham. <laughs> well, well sentiment's the only towards thing what happens keeping... season, man. Well, yeah, but sentiment's the only thing that's keeping <laughs> Harry Kane at the club right now. Surely, because. If I'm this guy and I'm oh, saying man. I can only do what I can do, I may not be having a, the greatest season of my career, but I'm having a very good season. Like, I've scored in 25 Premier League games. I've got 28 goals. You guys are not creating that many chances for me. I'm creating chances for you guys. And I've scored 28 Premier League goals. Don't worry about Haaland. He gets 50 chances a week. I get two. I've scored 28 Premier League goals. Like, I want Kane to get 30 just so he can touch that um, ceiling again and obviously get as many goals to get close to Shearer. But when you're doing this and the people around you are just doing the complete fuckery, like, what is keeping you at the club now? Why are you staying? Like, what is going through his mind? What would you be doing, club now? If I was Kane at this stage of my career, I would probably stay at Tottenham for another two seasons. I would sign a bumper contract for two seasons only, break that record, and then sign for a European super club 
and win like a treble with them. That's what I would do. Because Harry Kane's got the kind of he's got the kind of physique, he's got the kind of conditioning, he's got the kind of game that lends him. He doesn't require power. He doesn't require pace. He hasn't got. He doesn't need that in his locker. He'll probably play till he's like forty, right? If he wants to. Um, he's people have not given him enough credit for taking care of like his his ankle and his body and whether he's changed his diet or whatever. Maybe he's a super vegan now. Who knows? I was waiting like, for that. There is, there is, um, there's something about the way he's conditioned himself, which means that he can he can last longer. And I feel like that's me. I'm doing that for two more years. I'm say, listen, I gave you everything. I gave you all the goals I had. But in why? Two hundred and seventy of them. Why? But why? Why not just go because, to another Premier League because, side? Because Andrew, like, this is his team, bro. This isn't. This isn't like. This isn't a team. You know, some people like Rio Ferdinand considers himself to be a Man United guy, right? He mm. does. But he grew up playing at Senrab. He went to West Ham. That's the. That's the. That's the way he cut his teeth. He just took the next step at, at Leeds. Mm-hmm. And then Manchester United became his club. Why? Because he, he got the most success there. A lot of players are like that. They look at the teams that they had most success with, and that's what it is, right? At this late stage in his career, he can go to Man United, he can go to, he can go to Bayern Munich, whatever. They're never going to be his club. This going to be where, he, even if he wins a lot with those places, they're never going to be his club. They'll be the place he won stuff at. But they will never be his club. So therefore, do everything you can at that club, smash every record you can, Get the leading Premier League goal scorer in history thing at that club, and then go, and then go because being at being at your club, your boyhood club, it means something, man. We talk about Tossi all the time having one title, and he could have. We, we were all old enough to remember when he was when when they tried to sign him at Real Madrid for fifty mil. He was like, "Nah, I'm not going. This is my club. This is my own club." And he won one Scudetto with them, and it meant the world. But but does Kane stand a better chance of breaking Shearer's record at a Man United than he does at Tottenham? He scored 28 goals so far this season with one game left. But he's not getting as many chances. We're going to be a worse side next season by all accounts. Why stay there? And if your motivation is the record, why stay there in a side that's producing less chances for you than go and play in a better side where you get more chances. Look at Haaland, getting 50 chances a week and Kane's getting two. Why not do that? And probably win a trophy, even if it is the Carabao Cup. Because Man, because Man United, goes to Man United, he'll do the Kane thing where he needs to settle in for a little bit because that's what it's like. Sometimes he had to settle into seasons with us and he's been with us for like five years. Like, he'll need to settle in period. That settle in period meaning that in the first season there, He'll probably get like I don't know, fifteen goals. If he stayed at Tottenham, he'd probably get thirty. And all he wants to do is break that record so he can move on. He's not trying to go to Man United so he can go there and win a Carabao Cup. He wants he wants a league title. He wants a Champions League title. So why why don't you break all the Premier League records? To me, if that's me, like you asked, if it's me, I'm gonna break all the Premier League records I can with Tottenham, and then I'm just gonna go win everything with like Bayern Munich. Yeah, but there's no guarantee. Tomorrow's not promised. Tomorrow's not promised. You're gambling two years of yeah. your career to then go yeah, to exactly. Bayern. And it's, In that time, a new Harlem could be produced over there or bought or found. You're right. You're right. There could be a new Harlem, but, but it doesn't matter how many Harlems they produce, bro. There's still only one Kane. And people know that. 
People know that. You're right. Like, you're right. There's nothing There's no guaranteed in football. But the same way, if you go to Man United, it's not like he's guaranteed wins either, bro. I mean, you're not guaranteed ever. So, the one thing that's guaranteed for Kane is the love that the Tottenham faithful have for him, right? And he can be successful. In, 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 as an individual, as an individual, he's proven he can be successful. So me, do that. And then two years, bro. It only takes two years to break that record. Then go and do what the hell you like, bro. No one is going to... I never begrudge Bale for leaving. Bale did everything he could. You know other players who go, oh, like when Berbatov was like, oh, I deserve Champions League football, bro. No, you don't deserve Champions League football. You're good enough to go to Champions League football, but you didn't deserve it. Bale, I felt, deserved Champions League football because he put us into four plays and got screwed over by technicality. He did everything he could. So for when he left, yeah, I wasn't happy, but I was like, you know what? I respect it. I respect it. Because he deserved it. Look, if Kane goes, he goes to my blessing, man. Genuinely, he gave my blessing. He did everything he could for the club. He loved, he loved us as much as we loved him. And I've got nothing but respect for him. But I just feel that in two years, he could have completed everything he needed to complete and then Oskis. That's cool. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I hear you. But if they ain't get a manager that wants to do a higher press, then Kane ain't that guy. So that could be a... a, a something that hinders him in his next move if he hangs around for two years. I'm not saying they want him now the, with their manager, Tuchel, um, but they probably do. But if I'm Kane, I'm like, you know what, sod this lot, you lot bollocks. Like, you lot are just making me do the most I can and you're just conceding dumb goals, not even trying. And what I'm supposed to, in my peak of powers the peakest of my powers now I'm right at the last gasp of the peak of my powers and you want me to wait for a project manager you're not going to give him the sign-ins or you're going to give him two or three sign-ins man like Dyer is dead man like Davies needs to hold a bench man like Romero's going in with beer fuckery like we haven't got a goalkeeper my boy He's lost his way. Like, I can't even get assist on a regular basis because Son ain't doing the thing. Like, Richie, you've come in and you can't stay on side. Like, it's looking dark. So what are you saying? Right it's actually you, you're, you're going. I'm gone, bro. I'm gone. So it's actually, is that, is that, is that you? Are you gone? I'm gone. You're gone? I'm gone. What more can I do? Like, look yeah, look I, may have, I may have shown his, up in his, finals a bit Scott more. Dougie. Look at this squad, no, Bro, listen, I've bagged 28 goals this season. I've bagged 28 in 25 matches. That means, you know what that means? I've scored in 25 matches and I've only got three braces. I've not got a hat-trick, I've got three braces throughout the whole season. What does that mean? That means you lot are not feeding me. I'm not playing around my food, but the food I'm getting is not enough. Like, I go to Man United... I've got Ericsson feeding me. I've got Bruno feeding me. Right now, who's he got feeding him? Himself. Oh, corners and free kicks. Like, man's had to turn himself into Duncan Ferguson yeah, to score goals. That's really... Like, Duncan Ferguson, that's who he is now. Big Dunk? Who? No, relax, relax. Have some, have some respect, man. How can you tell him I see Duncan Ferguson? Come on, man. Have some respect. <laughs> Disgusting claim. That's who How he's turned himself that? into. Ten nah, headed come goals. Correct. Come correct. Just no, saying, bro. No, Just saying. No, he's had no. to bang free kicks. He's had to actually score even right, that one as free kick. 
No, it wasn't. Great, great. Shout out to Vio, bro. You know, if, if we don't have Vio yet, we, we're currently we're, we're 11th, 10th. 11th, 10th? Like, maybe 12th. 12th or 13th. Probably we're 14th. 13th, maybe 13th. 13th, 14th. Without Vio. Yeah, without Vio, we're 14th. So shout out to a man like Vio. Um, all right, listen. It's really hard to start talking about who the manager's going to be. And we've spoken about what our preferences would be in terms of the attributes that they want. You know, tactical flexibility, attack, attractive football, um, know how to win, etc. Of the people that you're seeing right now, who's your who's your choice? Who's your prefer, preferred choice? Well, everyone's saying it's slot. Like, and I like the idea of slot. It does intrigue me. And, but... There is nobody who's really got a CV that says success. But then we've had those two CV guys already and they've blown it. So it is a project manager thing. I'm not having Enrique. I'll tell you that much. I'm not having Enrique. Like, I'm not saying he isn't a good manager. I'm just saying I think I could have won the treble with that Barcelona team. That's what I believe. Yeah. And it doesn't really take much to win La Liga um, in Spain. No disrespect to Xavi, but it's either you or Madrid most seasons. Like, And then you could say that about Ang, who I like at Celtic as well. So, I mean, Slot probably does look the best because Feyenoord are not always expected to win the title. Maybe he's pulled her for Rafael Benitez and get get by getting Feyenoord to win is similar to getting Valencia to win in um, La Liga ahead of Madrid and Barca. And obviously Feyenoord have won it ahead of um, PSV and Ajax. So that's a good look there. I think it's that, I think that's the second title in, in 50 years, you know. So even more impressive. And then he got, he got them to the what Europa League quarterfinals, was it? Semi? Quarters, I think. And then... I know he did well at AZ. He's a young manager, plays attractive football. He speaks English. Um, he seems like no nonsense. And he seems a bit clever. I saw his interview the other day when they were questioning him on Spurs. And he's definitely being interviewed by Spurs. He seems like he's number one target. So Slot probably does fit in with what we're looking for. Um, it is a gamble. But I think anybody's going to be a gamble at this point coming in. So it's no surprise I say slot. Um, I don't think there's that many candidates out there anymore. Who, who are you looking at? I know you you had an affiliation to Nagelsmann before, but I did, I did have a I did have a yeah I did have a thing for um, an affiliation to Nagelsmann. I wasn't completely sold on him, but I liked the prospect of him coming. I felt like I felt like it could be and. And even though they dismissed him, there's rumours saying that he's back on the table or they're talking to him. I don't know. I do like Slot, though. Yeah, yeah. I do like Slot, though. I like Slot because he's shown tactical flexibility. He's shown the ability to make players better and to do more with a team that is like, and make them greater than some of their parts. And that I really respect about him. Uh, I really like that and it appeals to me as a football fan. I like a coach who can make people better. Like, that's a big part of what I want for Tottenham. He plays attractive football, and he's a very likable guy. Now, being likable sounds like a really cosmetic 
attribute to be talking about when it comes to the manager, right? But I think what's great about him being likable is that when things are tough, having a certain level of charm allows you to buy that good grace. And that's going to help people fall in line. All the best clubs in the world have a figurehead who is likable in his leadership style, wherever that may be, and people buy into it, right? Nagelsmann, an undoubted um, a tactical genius, but not likable. Yeah. Not likable. It's just like people, people didn't fall in line. So when, when he made big decisions, people didn't back him because they thought he was a dick. They thought he was an arrogant dick, right? When 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 um, Pochettino came in and made changes, he was likable. People fell in line. When Pep when Pep makes changes, people like him. Fall in line. Look, Pep told came out in the press and said that Carl Walker wasn't tactically astute enough to to perform a certain role in in this new formation. Instead of getting upset and throwing his toys at Pram, Carl Walker fell in line because he's like this guy's likable. He's a leader. He's a leader. He's got a proven track record, and he played his way back into the team. Like. This is what you need. When you're trying to set a culture, I don't care what anyone says, being likable is a big part of it. Alex Ferguson, a lot of people didn't like him because they didn't support Man United. But if you look objectively, he's a likable character. He's a likable character. So those people who are likable, they are leaders. People follow them. And you can set a culture, you can set a tone from top to bottom. And top of them right now is devoid of a culture. If you're going to get him in, I think he seems like a great culture setter. Everyone else they've been speaking to, they've all got they've all got ticks in the box for tactical flexibility, for delivering some level of success. Of course they are. That's why you're looking at them as managers. But Amarin, to me, does not seem like a likable character. He seems like he could end up doing the madness on the sideline and prickish behaviour, which just kind of piss people off. I don't see, I don't get that a slot. Plus, Cogley, like he seems you know fairly likable. Okay. But he's also been managing Celtic. How much stock can we put into that? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. it's tricky. It's Final tricky. winning in a league that's been dominated by PSV. Exactly. And final winning by in a league that's been dominated by PSV and Ajax for so long. Twice in their in their fifty in their fifty years they've won a title and him having won one of them. And seeing that we've already done with AZ Akmar, it's hard it's hard to look past him. It's hard to look past him. Let's hope he comes and then slots in rather well. Um, no, bad joke, I know. Um, oh, my. My. Someone goodness. was going to do it. Someone was going to do it. Nah, you're upset, man. You're, you're, I've never seen you so low, bruv. Someone's going to do it. So you can see, you can see the back of the papers now. When he comes in and does well, that's going to be the cheap headline. I'll take it first. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Arnie slots right in, yeah? Oh, right, cool. <laughs> so, um, so, so West Ham are into a European final. This is not good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this is like, yeah? Do you know what it's like? The Tottenham fans are going to be doing this all over the gap, bruv. You know, you, you, you make out like, oh, yeah, you're not really interested in some chick and, and you're like, no, didn't really want it anyway. And then, like, someone else looks up and you're like, oh, Maybe she was right, you know. Maybe, maybe he asked too. Yeah. Maybe he asked too much. Hey, no, the the back was looking kind of nice. Like, no, it wasn't. I was, I was yeah, this is not even bare goggles. Nah, it looked like he was, maybe she, yeah, maybe she been doing squats or something. Like, what's going on? 
Because I did not care about the Conference League. <laughs> and it's not like I don't care as in it's the Mickey Mouse League and Mickey Mouse and competition. I didn't care as in like, I wanted us to just use it as an opportunity to try things out, to blood our youngsters, whatever. That's what I wanted to do. But I still wanted to win it because I wanted to win any competition that we're in. But if yeah. West Ham win it, yeah, I'm not going to lie, that's going to matter. Uh, that's gonna matter because in a season where they almost got relegated <laughs> they win a European trophy in a season uh, where, in, in seasons where Arsenal were in, in fallow periods they won three FA Cups in seasons where we got we amassed a points total that in the, in nine out of the last ten seasons to that point would have won the title we finished second we are the only team to finish above Man City and not win the title like I'm sick of this stuff I am sick of it I'm not going to pretend bruv if Man <laughs> if West Ham win, win that league I'll be pissed I will be pissed I swear down and I don't even care about West Ham I don't even see uh, I don't even see West Ham as a rival bruv I don't even see them as a rival but for me it's important to show that these teams even when they're stumbling around bruv they can still find that winning stuff do you know what I mean Bro. Brighton, Brighton, and and flipping Brighton and 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 Wigan can win FA Cup. No, no, Brighton, like, Portsmouth, like, Portsmouth, and Wigan. No, Brighton, Wigan, yeah, Wigan and Portsmouth could be like relegated and still be winning, still be winning FA Cups. <laughs> Bro, Bro, we are. Listen. My dad says all the time he's going to Cobda. He says all the time, Cobda, we are cursed. We are cursed. We are cursed team. Bro, listen. Not only am I gonna have to buy. A Man City, like, forced to buy Man City jersey of late. I'm now going to need to buy, who are they playing? Freaking Fiorentina, a Fiorentina jersey, because there is no, no. way. They're not playing Fiorentina. It's Fiorentina, no? Fiorentina? Yeah, it's Fiorentina. It's Roma in the, oh, yeah, um, yeah, Europa. Yeah, yeah. Roma won it last year. Oh, God. Even, that, even that's going to bum me. Like, Listen, and the other thing is, if if Declan Rice lifts that trophy, he's going to be held as Bobby Moore for West Ham. Like, he's good, but, geez, they're going to be going so mental for this thing. And and we can't say anything because, ultimately, we would have wanted to win it, like you said, any bit of silverware, any bit of success. You liken it to the UEFA Cup, and, yeah, the, the situation's changed over the years, but a European trophy was so, like, renowned back in the day. And this one, yeah, it's the lowest tier, but so is UEFA Cup. And we won that twice and we started dancing in the streets. So if West Ham win it, they'll be dancing all over Stratford. Yes, they will. But we can't blame them. We cannot blame them. It's up there with the Carabao Cup, but we haven't won that in a while and we're still trying to win that one. So... I just pray that West Ham, the spammers, don't win a trophy before us because, mate, this summer, we will have to crawl under a rock and stay there and come out if Slot comes in with some signings. I'm telling you, I, I will have to go away for the whole summer if West Ham now win. Luckily, them lot lost the title, bottled it, but I think this will be equally as bad. They, they, can we talk about that, though? Like, I, I, we're going to wrap up shortly, yeah? We're going to wrap up shortly. But before we do... I just want to say that yeah there people are people are making excuses for Arsenal yeah they're going ah you know it's a fantastic fantastic Man City side you know they they did what they could blah blah first of all even even Liverpool I don't like Liverpool I don't like Liverpool but when Liverpool were chased down by Man City no one made excuses for them 
knowing, oh, you know, Liverpool just came up against an amazing side, blah, blah. They spoke like Liverpool had thrown it away, okay? That's, that's the energy that I was given. I don't know why people are talking about Arsenal like it's okay that they did what they did. Let me just say that for the past, like, I mean, since the Premier League started, right, percentage of seasons of the time spent at the top without winning the league. I know, I've seen this, yeah. Arsenal, this season, 93%. Man, 93%, that's 93% a number and a half. They were top. Bro, in 2002, 2003, 71% of the time they were top. In 2007, 2008, 57% of the time they were on top. 2013, 2014, 48% of the time they were on top. We <coughs> were called bottlers when we lost, when we didn't win the title, when, when Leicester won it. We were never top. We were chasing the whole time. We were called bottlers. We were top for 20 minutes. I think we were top for 20 minutes. Yeah, so 20, 20 minutes. <laughs> Fine, 20 minutes. Uh, the, the uh, yeah, exactly. In, in, in the North London derby, right? Yeah, I think it was I remember, I remember yeah. watching that when I was in the states, and it was like, and, and and yeah, so fine. And then when Chelsea, when Chelsea won the league, and we finished behind them, but like, I think we finished like four points or six points off them or something like that, right? They told us to be bottle and again, we never led. You man were top of the league for ninety three percent of the time. You failed. You failed and to eight beat points Newcastle. Clear. You failed to beat eight points clear. You failed to beat Forest. You failed to beat um, not Newcastle. They beat Newcastle. It was oh, West sorry. Ham, yeah, beat Liverpool, Pino. Brighton. West Ham. They failed to beat Liverpool. They lost to beat Brighton. They they, they lost to. Um, that's another team. Who they? Crystal Palace. Was it three one three three? Was that was that Villa? Who did they beat? Who did they draw three three? Southampton. Southampton. That's who it was. Who cares, man? Anyway, these are all Southampton, Southampton, Southampton. Who got relegated? Yeah, who yeah. relegated? <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Just wanted to. All right, cool. So on your ta- on your way to winning, you basically got two pseudo. You played two pseudo championship sides, one of which I got relegated, one that barely survived um, relegation. Right? If you had beaten those two teams. Then we still wouldn't be a conversation. And people are trying to talk like, oh, plucky Arsenal did the best they could. They did they they couldn't they they, they couldn't they didn't stand a chance against Man City. First of all, excuse my language, but fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck Arsenal, bruv. <laughs> fuck them. Because when things are going right, yeah, then man what their chest out. That's why I think so disgusting. But when they're on top, yeah, you can't escape any of them. Suddenly, when the points are dropping, everyone's going quiet. The group chats are quiet now. There's no pe- there's no memes flying no more. I don't see nothing in your Instagram stories, little bitches. <laughs> you got to have these punks. Them, bro. They they bottled it. They bottled it in a way that the Premier League has never been bottled. The last, even the last, the last team that you could say even came close to bottling it was Keegan's Newcastle. Fine, they're 11 points clear. There's way more to play for. Way more way more games to play for. You guys went this close and you fucked up. Forget it, man. Forget it. Go get your money back for Ben White, you little dickheads. <laughs> I think your stat that you read out shows that they're perennial bottlers. So, the cheek of them and the narrative being we were bottlers and it's Jake Humphreys driving the narrative of plucky plucky contestants in city this amazing city's um run and dominance yeah fine if 
they were chasing City throughout the whole season, then fine. And then City found another gear, fine. But being the front runners, being clear of City, even if City found the gear, you only you played City and they beat you, fine. But just just beat the sides you got in front of you. Just beat the sides you got in front of you. Relegation for maybe they were maybe they were gone. They were gone. At, they were uh, gone, uh, bruv. They were Liverpool. gone. Yeah. People, people were already imagining. Already imagining, yeah. imagining what it would be like to have that bus parade. My boy who I work work out with, yeah, he's um he's an Arsenal fan. Coming to coming to come round, you know, we are going every single time Chad talks to me about about how how revolutionary this Arsenal side is. <laughs> talking to me about all the players in their side that are better than our players. I was like, keep this energy, bro. Because if you don't win the league, you're going to get in a neck from me, bro. Usually, when Arsenal mess up, I actually don't say anything because I'm not concerned with them. I'm really not concerned with them. But my season has been so miserable that the joy I'm going to get is from their misery, from their pain. That's where I'm getting it from. Yeah? So Arsenal winning the league is a beautiful disaster. A delicious car crash of a season, which I will enjoy. I don't care. They got Champions League football. I really don't care. I don't care. If they make it out of their group, I'll be impressed. I don't care about that at all. At all. The fact that they didn't win the league, it, it elevates my soul, bruv. It elevates my soul. That's how deep it's for me, bro. I am <laughs> so glad. So glad they didn't win the league. So glad. Yeah, and I guess if it means they didn't win it and West Ham have to win the Conference League, I think that's what we've got to suffer, unfortunately. Because if, if we had to make a deal with the devil... Take it. That, yeah, that's what it would have been. But listen, I think that's a wrap. I think that's a wrap for us today. It's a wrap, man. It's a wrap. Thank you very much, guys, for listening to my rants, man. I appreciate you guys listening. So um, you know where to find us on um, on socials, and if you are listening on any of your favorite podcast platforms, please leave a five star review because we only give you five star content, so you know it makes sense. I have been Kwabna, and I have been Andrew listening to Kwabna's rants. <laughs> Kane once again is Tottenham's top scorer, top goal scorer. So you know, there's that to smile about. So smile because the sun always shines on the south side. Leo, please put me out my misery and run the outro. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>